0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: Is this a big deal? Tell me. WWE Smackdown moves to Fox this Friday.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about NXT. Uh,
1: (laughs) Well, which is the big deal?
2: I I would say last night's AEW NXT because you had elite wrestling. Chris Jericho? Yes, that is the show that Jericho's on. Uh, Jack Swagger actually showed up. I forget what his Bellator name is. Brandon, do you know? (laughs) Who? Uh, Jack Swagger. His wrestling name is Jack Swagger. Uh, No, you know, damn it.
1: Uh, Is he actually Hacks on Jim Duggan in disguise? Jake Hager.
2: (laughs) Jake Hager is his name, uh, but he showed up last night on AEW and uh, made his debut with the AEW group. So he's still doing Bellator, but now he's also going to be doing uh, AEW wrestling as well. What is?
1: Uh, I'm gonna sound stupid. What is Bellator? MMA, MMA, like actual fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's it's because
2: it
3: sounds like ballet. Like, no, it's kind of like UFC's smaller. Well, like a lot of guys, they'll um, Bellator either gets the big name UFC guys that are kind of past their prime, or they get the up and comers, and then they eventually make that jump from Bellator
1: to UFC. Oh, so they're like the minor leagues. Kind you get of. people coming up, and you get people on their way down. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, so they had uh, four. It was interesting because they had NXT, WWE's NXT, going up against AEW's Dynamite. And so a lot of wrestling fans were watching both shows at the same time. So they had one on their computer, one on their television, or two TVs going at the same time. And a lot of people were comparing, trying to figure out which one uh, they were going to continue watching because they are competing with one another. NXT is really doing well, especially uh, with Triple H in charge of it. Uh, it's gotten a lot of praise for its work but um, from what I've been hearing it's k- kind of depending on how you feel about it. NXT they're saying it was just the overall look and the aesthetic was a little too dark for some uh, but also the, some people are saying that the matches were, were really good and intricate uh, so it's up to your preference but um, AEW is definitely going to be bringing it to the WWE and WWE knows it.
1: Well WWE Smackdown when it moves tomorrow to Fox The Rock is going to be there yes. to help kick things off. And it looks like the kale craze appears to be over. Oh. Hmm. I wouldn't count them out now. Yesterday was National Kale Day. But oh. It looks like America's love affair with kale may be slowing down. Okay. I I don't, to my knowledge, I, I have never eaten kale. I mean, if I ate it, it must have been in there with a bunch of other stuff, but. Uh,
2: the, you may have on accident. Maybe you went to like the Pizza Hut buffet and you grabbed and they got that some pe-
1: kale in there? Or well, the
2: kale is actually the decoration
1: oh. no, around the I,
2: buffets. I usually. don't eat like
1: the decorations. Sometimes I do. The Atlantic took a look at some of the key indicators. So Google searches for kale have steadily been dropping. I guess the popularity of kale as far as Google searches go peaked in 2014. Uh, according to the latest data from the Produce Market Guide... There was a 6% drop in kale sales. Uh, Other vegetables
2: are seeing increases. Ooh, what other vegetables? Spinach. Okay, I feel like that's always been popular. Brussels sprouts. I have never liked Brussels sprouts until this year. I don't care for Brussels sprouts. There's a restaurant here in town that makes the most amazing Brussels sprouts I've ever had in my life. Uh, Well, this is kind of surprising,
1: especially we just found out last week that they are going to put out... uh, for the holidays, kale-flavored candy canes. Okay.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We're going to get to uh, the show calendar here in just a few minutes. Are they calling this year the 100th anniversary of the NFL, yep. or are they That's saying the like they... In tw- next year?
3: No, they, this is the 100th, uh, 100th year anniversary. That's why they kicked off the season with the Bears-Packers.
1: Okay, well, somebody will have to explain to me something later on the Mo Show calendar.
4: (laughs) Put a pin in that. Yeah, put a pin pin in that for a second because
1: I got the Mo Show calendar coming up. Uh, The end of the uh, regular baseball season, and we've got some statistics of how many fans were seriously injured by foul balls in Major League stadiums. Deadspin reports that at least 16 fans suffered serious injuries this season alone, including a uh, 21 month uh, 21 month old girl. I think that was the one where the remember the player felt so terrible and he was just like obviously in anguish.
4: He was that happens with
1: almost all of them. Uh, Two three year olds in separate incidents. A man lost an eye, and a woman broke her jaw in three places. Well, she didn't break her jaw. The ball that hit her in the face uh, broke her jaw. So when we go to games, Lisa is really entertaining because she's just jumpy. And she's yeah. always like, anytime there's a sound of any, not even the crack of the bat, any loud sound at a ball game, and Lisa jumps under the table.
2: I'm not under the table. I just don't even sit near the like fence. Yeah, but just... you're very flinchy. Yeah, because I'm not paying attention. So. No. So
1: I, nobody I, is. It's baseball. Nobody's paying attention. <laughs> but where we sit now, or at least where we sit a couple of those times. Oh, we were, yeah. To close they the can field. come hot down that no, first baseline. They, but it's covered
3: now. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Were you on something when we were sitting
4: down there?
1: mm You sure? Oh, okay. Because high they, alert. Because they, I was on high alert. I had yeah, high. High I would alert. Be being, you know, yeah. I was not high at a baseball game. Give me a I break. I didn't
4: say that. I said you were on high alert. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, all said. of the 16 serious injuries for Major League Baseball involved the person being hit in the head. Yeah, seen. Uh Fortunately, no one died, but a 79-year-old lady was killed by a foul ball last year. And uh, this is an unofficial number because baseball uh, refuses to release data on injured fans. So the, these stories would have had to have made it to the news. Mm-hmm. Because the baseball teams Do not release that data Deadspin made the list By looking through Local media reports And they say There are certainly more uh, 13 of 30 Major league teams Have announced That they will extend Their nets further And most are planning To bring them All the way out To the foul poles Which is what they've done In Japan for a long time Mm-hmm Teams Some of the major league teams Already did it this past year Like they were quick Mm-hmm
3: and that was the thing is, there were a lot of, you would hear from a lot of the ball clubs. Well, we just, we don't have the time. We don't know how to do it. Um, some of the other concerns is uh, the interaction between players and fans in between innings, where if you have an outfielder warming up, you know, as, as the person who is warming them up comes out, and sometimes they'll flip that ball into the crowd. If there's a screen there, you can't do that anymore. So, one of the things that ball clubs were trying to figure out is can we rig up a system so that during gameplay, the net is up? But once uh, it's in the middle of an inning, then they can bring them down so that you can have that interaction. Like power windows on a car? Yeah. Or kind of like the net that they have in football that covers Uh behind the the field goals.
1: Now, is anybody talking about putting a net in the outfield? No. Right, because in the outfield would be a home run. And usually those are high enough and everybody's aware when uh, that's going on. Yeah, the crowd's going to
3: give it away that the thing's coming in hot
1: alright let's take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events today is the 3rd of October today is National Boyfriend Day and today is also Mean Girls Day I would yes. not have known that if I hadn't seen it on the calendar that today is Mean Girls Day
2: it's October 3rd
1: alright so there mm-hmm. you go it is Mean Girls Day today yes. well you guys didn't wear pink either
4: I forgot that it was October third.
1: Didn't wear pink, but man,
3: your buttons are really open on that shirt, man. Holy <laughs> cow. I like to give am watching the, the Facebook
1: stream right now. I like to give Lord. the folks a little show.
5: Okay. Close the
4: drapes,
1: buddy. Uh birthday for actress Tessa Thompson, who played Valkyrie in uh, in the MCU.
4: Who Buzz thinks looks like Lisa? I think Tessa
1: Thompson looks like Lisa. Mm-hmm.
3: She's the new. Uh, she's the queen of Asgard.
4: Yeah,
2: looking for her queen herself. Oh, did she? Was she gay? That's what the director has come out and said that she will okay. be looking for a queen.
1: Well, she also played Agent M in Men in Black International. Men in Black. Hmm. Maybe Agent M stands for Munch. Come on, actor Sean William Scott is 43 today.
4: That's Stifler. Stifler. Oh, wow.
1: And he
3: played Max gay cousin on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That
1: was a great episode. Uh, Birthday for Cersei Lannister. Lena Headey, the actress who played Cersei, is 46.
3: Man, I gotta tell you, I think I might have you put your, uh, open that button back up because the second I mentioned it, the uh, Facebook views jumped up by, like, 20 people. Like, just Oh, bam. they just want to see the... Mm.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody put Waves the sh- Dollars. Yeah, they came for the show, <laughs> baby.
1: Gwen Stefani. This is amazing to me that Gwen Stefani is 50 years old. That is incredible. You know how great she looks. She's 50? But Gwen Stefani turns 50 today. Uh, today is birthday for actor Clive Owen. He's 55. The star of Sin City and Duplicity, the Nick. Motley Crue's Tommy Lee is having a birthday today. The drummer for Motley Crue turns 57. Uh, Reverend Al Sharpton is 65. And from Fleetwood Mac, I'm a big fan of Lindsey Buckingham, who turned 70 today. This is a birthday for Roy Horn of Siegfried and Roy. He's the one who got mauled by the tiger and survived. He's 75 today. And a birthday for rock legend Chubby Checker, who is 78. He had a hit with The Twist. And then like 10 years later, it, it went to number one again. The same song, I think. I don't know. We had Chubby Checker in here one time, and he really laid out why he's the true king of rock and roll. All right. That
5: was
1: a good interview. I wish I could dig that interview up sometime. He said he's also the guy who invented people dancing not close to each other, but far away, because in the twist, you you had to be... According to Chubby Checker, he invented almost everything that has to do with rock and roll. A uh, couple of kid shows that I grew up watching—not like first run, but they were they were reruns—but uh, they both debuted on this date in 1955, so 64 years ago. Captain Kangaroo, starring Bob Keeshan as Captain Kangaroo, Dude, those was that a thing that you guys sideburns. ever saw? Captain I Kangaroo. I
3: did. It was. I think it was kind of towards the tail end when I was really really young, because I remember the, I was the sideburns young. and eyebrows, man freaked me out
1: <laughs> so the same day in 1955 the captain kangaroo debuted on a CBS over on ABC the Mickey Mouse Club premiered and uh, I grew up watching reruns of that usually in the afternoon um, 24 years ago 1995 the jury in the OJ Simpson murder trial found OJ innocent so that's been 24 years and it was very shocking. When they came back, like a, within an hour, and had the verdict for this thing that it seemed to go—you know—it seems like it had gone on for. Well, it did. It went on for years and years and years, and then when it was time to get a verdict, they came back with after only an hour. It's kind of
3: like watching an episode, a full season of American Horror Story, where they build up all these storylines and it takes this, you know, over like a, an extended period of time, and, and then it just like bam, it wraps up.
1: Now is that like twenty four years ago? Can you remember when the OJ trial was going on? Do oh, yeah. you have distinct memories?
3: I do. Of I have dis- I have distinct memories of um, the Bronco chase. Oh, I do too. Because that, remember that was that day where you had the NBA finals. The NBA going finals on. were
1: on, and they put a, like a picture-in-picture picture type of like yeah. a split screen of New the York NBA Rangers finals. New York Rangers were having their um, Stanley Cup parade that day. Uh, so explain this to me. I've got a thing here that says October third, nineteen twenty. The first NFL game took place. Uh huh. But you're saying that this year is the 100th anniversary of the NFL. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How does that work out? Because season who's one, wrong here? Season one would have been in 1920.
3: Okay. Yeah. Not season zero. What?
5: <laughs> it's okay. 100
3: years since 1920. No, it's 100 years since 1919. No, it's one hundred and one. Because if you're counting nineteen nineteen as a year, that starts at one, not zero. Okay, October third, nineteen
1: twenty, the first NFL game was played. Mm-hmm.
4: And the first, but they're celebrating Daniels the one hundredth
1: anniversary in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, but the the first season was in
3: nineteen twenty. So you start with number one. So the nineteen twenty one
1: was year <laughs> number two. I'm completely baffled
3: <laughs> by what you're it's, telling it's, me. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't shock me that you don't understand mm, this. I don't get it at all. 1920 was not season
1: zero. It was season number one. Yeah. They had the first game in 1920. Yes. So why so are we 19- celebrating the 100th anniversary in 2019? It's the 100th season. Nah, I don't get it. <sighs> all right, let's check out uh, our web page. Is that what they call those? Is it a web page or a website? Website.
4: Website. Say it with me website.
1: It's buzzadamshow.com, which we update uh, multiple times daily. You want to find out about, uh, I guess people are very excited that Forensic Files is coming back in 2020. Brandon's got a post up about that. So tell us about uh, Forensic Files. So, if you've never seen HLN, that's the channel that basically
3: runs nothing but... But Forensic forensic Files. Forensic Files. For a while there, was nothing but Nancy Grace, and then uh, for a few years now, it's been nothing but Forensic Files, which originally started out as a show called Medical Detectives, and then it became Murder Detectives, and then finally it's been called Forensic Files. Now, that's been running. They haven't made any new episodes since 2011, but HLN, despite the fact all they've really been doing is playing reruns of... Forensic Files, anyway. Um, they're starting a rebranding of the network to become kind of a true crime network. It and feels so, like HLN has been that for a while. Yeah, just said that. Okay. And so um, HLN, they're going to be uh, producing new episodes of Forensic Files, and it's going to be 16 new episodes coming up February of 2020.
2: Anybody else just feel like True TV and HLN are just competing with each other for like the most murder mystery shows? No,
3: because True TV's and uh, Practical Jokers.
2: I mean, that's it though, because they used to be Court TV, and then they switched over to True TV, and it was supposed to be, I think, maybe like accidents, crime shows, and Practical Jokers, and now they're like, we're just going to do a lot more crime shows.
1: I think True TV is the one that used to have Lake Police, where it'd be like cops at Lake Havasu ba- busted Spring yep. Breakers. Yeah. Spring breakers.
2: <laughs> Yep. <laughs>
3: now, because True TV now, it's 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 all of that. They've got the Carbonara Effect and um, Adam ruins everything. And that's all that's on that channel now.
1: So is Forensic Files like an episode 48 hours or... Yeah, kind of. Except
3: it's all half-hour episodes. Mm. So it's not like a... Uh- Dateline, where you can get a you know full hour, even two hours sometimes. Here's my pretty much every episode's
1: with, half with things hour. on. I mean, it's it's a problem of my own creating. But on Dateline or Forty Eight Hours, like if I'm really interested in what's going on, I can't help myself. But during the commercial break, I go online and look it up because mm-hmm. you know because I want to find out the outcome. Did, did yeah. the <laughs> husband do it or not? <laughs> There's that. Happens. So I, I cheat I myself I, out of I, I you know the. The joy of finishing the the episode, because I'm like, oh, yeah, the husband, totally. It's always the husband, man. Or the boyfriend. Or the boyfriend. Uh, So, Forensic Files uh, is coming back. 16 new episodes starting February of 2020. Ah, yeah. I've got the funniest news bloopers of September 2019, so you can see the uh, video, which is put together by a YouTube channel called News Be Funny. And it includes that guy who, in Philadelphia, so there was a burning building and somebody was throwing kids down. And he and somebody else caught the children. And then oh, he, the
3: guy that was ripped. Um,
5: Aguilar. Uh, yeah, Nelson Aguilar. Nelson
1: Aguilar, uh, who's a receiver for the Philadelphia for the Philadelphia the, Eagles. The, but Eagle. the guy's face is real funny. He's like, and we were, we were catching all the kids.
6: Unlike Aguilar... <laughs>
1: There's that. There's the coverage of the We Storm Area 51 party where a reporter is
3: talking and the dude Naruto runs behind dude, yeah. him because
1: that <laughs> is Full hilarious. So you can see that. That's all pretty visual.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: October is Halloween month, of course. Woo. And uh, what are the most popular costumes for yeah. kids? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the article. Let me oh, guess. That's so Is your kid getting dressed up this year? Mm. Have you been at that know. age yet where they don't want to? <laughs> yeah, no, she's already been through that. Now she's at the age where they do want to do it, but they only want to do it with the friends. And they only want to do it ironically. Like, look at us. Mm-hmm. We're trick or treating. We're 14, 14. I remember once
2: I had a friend's mom. <laughs> there you go. I had a friend's mom who told me that I couldn't trick or treat with the kids unless I had a costume on and I didn't want to put one on. So she threw a cape on me. I was like, this makes no sense. Nice. But it's the only way I was allowed out. You were so super
3: Lisa. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, I was like, I know I was like a black cape. I was like, I'm a ghost or I was like, I'm a vampire. Where's your teeth? And I forgot them today.
1: Um, I'm going to say, gosh, I wonder if like going as the walking phoenix joker is going to be hot even though the move the like some of the theaters have been very with adamant adults? that <laughs> no with kids no. they've been saying that you're not supposed to bring your kids to the joker
2: yeah but i'm saying that adults will probably dress up as the walking phoenix joker Oh yeah for sure.
1: Not a doubt No mm-hmm. doubt But I'm wondering If they're making A kids version of this That would be a cool Like family costume Where everybody dresses up As different a different Joker. version
4: Yeah <gasps> That would be so somebody cool Somebody could we be do that next year For the parade
1: The 1960s TV show Batman Somebody this could be Jack Romero Amazon. Somebody could be Heath Ledger And then somebody could be uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Is there another joke? Jared oh, how quickly Lita. you forgot about Jared Leto. Yeah. Oh, oh that really is telling, isn't it? Yeah. That I completely forgot about Jared. Oh, you
3: can and even kind of go with the animated uh, Mark Hamill version.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. Wait, how many did we say again? Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. For some reason, the Mark Hamill joke
5: is possibly English. That'd be great. Right? You
2: don't have what? to go. No. Doesn't does any
1: kind of sound like that?
3: No.
5: He has some kind of accent. Childhood.
3: If we included the cartoon, I think there's six because you had Caesar Romero, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, Walking Phoenix, and then for the cartoon version of uh, Mark Hamill, so you get six there.
1: Seven. Who's seven? Matthew Modine played uh, Private Joker. No. What? Full Metal Jacket. Made full right? Metal Jacket, uh. he, he was a Joker.
2: Bahaha.
1: Uh, okay, so what are the popular costumes for kids this year?
2: Yeah, by the way, I'm looking. I don't see any walking Phoenix Joker costumes <laughs> anywhere online. Well, it's really
3: just face paint. Cuz I mean, at least like with with uh um Heath Ledger like there's there's something to do with the smile. His is just straight up face paint.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at little kids dressed up as the Jared Leto one and they basically look just like mobsters. It's very creepy. So at the parade, like we we heat. have a
1: Halloween parade yeah. every year on Halloween and at the parade, I see maybe a half dozen Uh, Heath Ledger jokers and maybe a half dozen not kids but like mostly grown ups some kids I'd see about a half dozen of Jared Leto and Heath Ledger jokers
4: I see a lot of little girls as Harley Quinn
1: I see a lot of Harley Quinns I see an inappropriate number of (laughs) of Harley Quinn yeah
2: uh, well, the Halloween or is going to be here. Quinlets, pre- as I
1: Quinlets. call it. If, they're, if, they're, if they're under the age of 12.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So they're talking about all the, all the money we're spending on Halloween this year. Uh, they're saying about $86.27 is how much the average shopper is going to be spending on Halloween. Uh, things they're looking at is candy. 95% of it goes to candy. 72% to decoration. 67 costumes. When it comes to costumes, there are some distinct favorites among children. What do you think the most popular costume? And it's, th- this one I would say isn't that specific, but it's a type of costume that's the most popular. Uh, like Naruto or something? Video game? Mm.
3: My kid's all about the Descendants this year.
2: Oh, it's so good though, I love it. Princess is Your the most popular. Your kid is
1: into that, that George Clooney movie where he inherits a beach in Hawaii? No. That's such an odd thing for your kid to be into. First of all, okay.
2: I love Descendants as well. When that movie first came out, I was so excited. Me and my old roommate, Lulu, would watch it all the time. Like, we the, bought it. The George it. Clooney one or the Disney one? The Disney <laughs> one with yeah. Dove Cameron. Or Cameron Dove, whatever her name is. Dove Cameron. Yeah, she plays oh. Maleficent's daughter. She's
1: totally of legal age now, by the way.
2: She is my Mal. Mom. That's Mal. That's Mal. Uh, but, yeah, so... Princess is the most popular
4: costume. Wow. Uh, yo, those costumes light up. I saw one the other day. What? They're princess costumes. Princess. They have lights in them, Lisa.
2: Costume light up.
4: Yeah, so princess
2: comes daughter in went number as, one. As
1: one of the descendants a few years ago, and her hair was purple, so whichever one.
2: Mal. She that's Mal. Oh, okay. Maleficent's daughter. That's the one. Oh the my kid's gosh. Going on. How are they going to still dress up? What do you call it? De
4: uh, DeVille's son died. Oh. <gasps> Oh, that's right. That kid died.
2: Heath
1: Ledger died, but I still see a lot of them jokers out there, so
2: <laughs> go for it, kids. Pretty sure okay. <laughs>
1: Romero's not with us either.
2: Number two, <laughs> the second most popular costume. It's a basic genre like princess, but Video this is game. for boys. Pirate. Oh. Um, superhero. Thank you. Superhero. Yeah. Uh, number three is a specific character that comes in at number three.
1: Um... I'm gonna say *Handmaid's Tale*. That'd be great, actually. Like <laughs> a bunch of For little kids. Kid? <laughs> no, it could be hilarious. A specific character.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a specific
1: character. Alfred.
2: Is it so a boy say, or like, girl?
3: Star Wars. It right could down.
2: fit into one of the first two categories.
1: Boy or girl. Spider
2: Man. Woo! Oh, but did I get it Spider-Man is number three then number four uh, basic Avengers character they say anyone not including Spider-Man apparently he is the most popular Thor Captain no, America no, they're Iron saying, Man yeah any of those characters any oh. of the Avengers apparently Spider-Man is the most popular oh, Okay. Uh, and after that then you hit a DC character Superman. Batman. 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 Okay. Then from there, it is a witch, a ghost, a vampire, either Anna or Elsa from Frozen, and then a pirate.
1: Okay. So those are the popular kids' costumes
2: Mm -hmm. this year.
1: Not Pokemons or Overwatches? Remember,
2: Fortnite was popular, I think, last year. Yeah, apparently it's not as popular this year, but people want to be going back to the basics.
1: Let's go ahead and do our good news, bad news of the week. And this is different from the news because what we do is we take some uh, news items. Some of Ooh. them are pretty big stories that yeah. you probably heard about, and some of them are a little more obscure. We look at both the positive and negative side of all of our stories here on today's good news, bad news of the week. And we, we begin with...
5: Bad bad news. news.
1: I consider it, because I'm such a big fan of the original, Uh some things should not be remade. Bad news, reportedly, there is a Princess Bride remake Uh,
2: in the works. uh, I'm not for it. No.
1: You and pretty much everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I put it under bad news. Yeah. The good news, maybe we fans, if we have enough negative reaction, we can talk them out of doing it. Because Princess Bride is my second favorite fairy tale from the 1980s. What's your first? that Donald Trump was a good business man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh,
1: okay, this is going to sound like bad news to start off with, but uh, I'm, I'm counting this as good news. A beer vendor charged a fan at a Miami Dolphins game more than $700 <gasps> for two beers. Oof. It had to do... He, he like overcharged the dude's credit card, so okay. he charged him $700. The good news, though, the fan... He got caught. The fan is going to get his money refunded, so that's good. The Nothing bad news: the that. fan is not getting a refund for the real ripoff, which is whatever he paid for tickets to see the Miami Dolphins. No. <laughs>
2: they still not doing good?
1: No. Oh, They're oh, e- no. they are epically bad this
2: year. Are they still investigating them for potentially throwing games? Uh-huh Ooh.
1: I heard before we get to the next one, which I guess is going to be good news. I heard that Dodgers fans found out about the guy at a Dolphins game being charged seven hundred dollars for two two beers, wow. and they thought, "What a steal!"
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: that is an expensive venue. Uh, good news, I believe. Democ yep. <laughs> G- uh, Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris. We haven't heard a lot from recently, but Kamala Harris says that she likes the impression of her that Maya Rudolph did on Saturday Night Live on
7: Saturday. Oh, that's yeah. good. So
1: Kamala likes it. Uh, the bad news, though, is that Maya Rudolph's impression is now beating Kamala Harris by six points Ooh. in the latest poll. So.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: All right. poor Kamala. And uh, finally, this is, this is pretty inspiring. Uh, the good news, Hillary Clinton says that her gutsiest move in her life was staying married to Bill. After the Lewinsky scandal, jeez, she said that Don't. is the gutsiest thing she's ever done. Please in her life. stop!
2: Don't even finish that.
1: <laughs> the bad news, Hillary said, a close second was murdering Jeffrey Epstein.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so messed up because it may be true. <laughs> All
1: right, there's your good news, uh, bad news of the week. Let's
0: take a break. Uh. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: They got a uh, survey. I'll delve into this in a little bit about what non-breakfast foods you'd be willing to eat for breakfast. I'll just give you a little spoiler alert. I'm looking down the list and it's like, would I have? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If there's a leftover burger in the fridge, I'll eat it for breakfast. See, I've
2: never been a breakfast food fan. So when I was little, yeah, I ate weird foods for breakfast every day.
1: My freshman year of college, I became a pretty big fan of breakfast at midnight because they would mm-hmm. have that like once a month in the in the college cafeteria. Okay. You could go at midnight and get eggs, and pancakes, and sausage. You're like, this is when we should be eating breakfast food. It's nice. delicious at midnight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, I got a little celebrity news and things you might be excited about. First of all, here is what is in the immediate future, according to Eddie Murphy. For Eddie Murphy. Okay. Okay. He's gonna host Saturday Night Live. It'll be his first time mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live since 1983. Uh, it, not counting that brief 30th anniversary. Yeah, that yeah. was just you know th- that wasn't really Saturday Night Live. It was the 30th anniversary special. Well, and it, he just he came out as himself and just
3: he, and, he just introed
1: something, didn't yeah, he? Like it, yeah. he didn't do a, a skit. It was the bare minimum that he yeah. could have done. So after he's on Saturday Night Live in December. Then he's got the Coming to America sequel, which Arsenio Hall told us about, and we thought Arsenio Hall was delusional, and then it turned out to be absolutely true. I will never doubt Arsenio again. (laughs) Then he is doing Beverly Hills Cop 4. Oh, good lord. And then he's returning to stand-up comedy for the first time in 30 years so that is all that's in the comic world that's a pretty big deal I mean Eddie Murphy was, is a huge to this day figure and a lot of the comics that are working today cite Eddie as their biggest influence so in Eddie Murphy's generation uh, like Richard Pryor mm-hmm. being the biggest influence you got a lot of guys today that'll tell you that Eddie Murphy is what got them into comedy in the first place so once again Saturday Night Live Coming to America sequel, Beverly Hills Cop 4, then uh, return to stand-up comedy. Michael Stipe from R.E.M. is releasing his first solo single, and uh, it is his first thing released as a single ever. R.E.M. is no longer together. They didn't break up. R.E.M. just kind of ended. Yeah. You know? I used to know the names of all the guys. I know Mike Mills, uh, somebody retired, You know, had some real health concerns. Somebody passed away, and I don't remember if it was Peter Buck. Or, uh, anyway, I'm a big enough fan of REM that this is exciting news. Uh, it's going to be available exclusively at his official website, which is MichaelStipe.com. Peter Buck's still alive. How about Mike Mills? Mike Mills
3: is
1: still alive. Okay, mean somebody else passed away, I think. <laughs> um, were you ever, uh, you know, a more than a casual REM fan? No. No, I was The only thing really with REM
3: was when, uh, was it Tommy Boy? When they start singing uh, End of the World, when they're on the road. <laughs> in uh, David Spade's beat up car and they can't like you know the really fast part of um, it's the end of the world mm-hmm. they, like they just kind of mumble their way through it
1: <laughs> the whole thing yeah uh, so that's going to be kind of like something new from REM or as close as we're probably going to get is something uh, solo from Michael Stipe that's coming out alright so they asked people what would you consider eating for breakfast Food that's non-breakfast food.
4: Food. Hmm. All the
1: food. I'm good All with the food. food. All right, I'm going to start with uh, the highest percentage of people that said they would eat it. 82% of people said chocolate cake. 82% of people said they have no problem eating chocolate cake for breakfast. I've done it. I have done it. I hate to admit it, but I think a lot of my motivation might have been from a routine that Bill Cosby did. About his kids wanting chocolate cake for breakfast, and he figured, "Well, it's got milk, it's got eggs,
5: mm-hmm. it's
1: got bread. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's basically."
2: He's like, "There's chocolate chip pancakes, so mm-hmm. yeah, do it."
1: I wouldn't do it every day, obviously, mm-hmm. or maybe not so obviously. Well, you know
2: what? Think about it. People eat donuts for breakfast.
1: What's the difference? Like yeah. a cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, How about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I've done that. I've done that. Mm -hmm. It's delicious, especially with a cold glass of milk.
2: You can turn around right now. I have peanut butter. I have jelly. I have bread all back there in our studio.
1: Well, 79% said sure. Wait a minute. Let me see if they're saying they have done it or they would. Yeah. They're saying they would. Chicken strips and fries. I've done that. If it's left over Mm, and it's on a Saturday. Yeah.
3: Good chance I'll eat it. Not even on a Saturday. That's what I do during the week. Whatever I made for dinner the
1: night before, that's usually my breakfast the next day. Fifty-eight percent said yes. Spaghetti. Oh yeah. Fifty-six percent said they would eat spaghetti for breakfast. You know, I will. Spaghetti is one of those foods that that does not heat up all that great. Right. You know the 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 pasta itself the the, the sauce or as we as we Italians call it, the gravy. Okay. Heats <laughs> up just fine, but the noodles can get a little compromised. Steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What do they say? They, they have that on the breakfast menu at every restaurant you go into. They have like a breakfast mm-hmm. steak and, you know, like steak country and potatoes. Or, oh, yeah. Steak, yeah, steak and, and hash browns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the big deal about steak and potatoes? 51% yeah. of people said they would eat that for breakfast. Yeah. A burger, 51% said yeah. I've done that, man. If there's been a burger or even half a burger, yeah, uh, make good breakfast. Here's one that I may not have a yes on. A okay. salad. I've done that. I don't know if I would eat a salad for bre- a salad for breakfast. Did mm-hmm. it yesterday. What kind of salad? Uh, it was a
3: spinach base With some olives Some baby corn uh, A couple of hard boiled eggs And uh, some sunflower seeds With blue cheese dressing
1: Would it count as a salad If it was a salad made up of scrambled eggs And bacon and sausage Because I do that all the time <laughs> and It's called a breakfast ah, bowl Yeah that's mm-hmm. a salad uh, Well 50% said they would do a salad for breakfast I think I'm off on that one I'm a no Nachos Oh hell yeah. 48% mm-hmm. said it is an acceptable breakfast and um you get it at Taco Cabana for breakfast. Mhm. That
3: sounds so good right now too. Nachos? Yeah, you know, specifically
1: Taco Cabana or yeah,
3: nachos. Well, I mean any nacho, yes, but the Taco Cabana nachos especially. How about a hot dog? Anybody turning down a hot dog for breakfast? definitely would not turn it down. I wouldn't turn it down. I don't think I've ever done it, but I'll, we definitely will make uh, I've eggs it. with weenies in them, you know.
1: Eggs with mm-hmm. weenies?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Sounds very sexual for some
4: reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you
1: combine a weenie with an egg, nine months later, not, uh, uh, mm-hmm. not really. It's not how it works, but... I've, I've definitely done that, like, in you know, just like a homemade hot dog. Yeah. Which is bread. You know, I don't even have a hot dog bun. I'll just <laughs> yeah. microwave a, uh, an Oscar Mayer weenie and mm-hmm. put it on a. Bread. See, there's times I do it when I don't even have the buns. I
3: don't do it. On, I do it on anything. One of my uh, dishes that I'll make is I'll take like three different hot dogs. I put them on a plate. I sprinkle cheese on them, like the like uh, shredded Mexican cheese. I go ahead and put that in the microwave. You heat it up for about 45 seconds. It melts the cheese on it, and then you put some uh, like Cholula sauce on top. Bam! That
1: Chicken curry. Amazing.
3: Yeah, I did. I did that. I think last week. Because I went to Whole Foods, and you know they have their own kind of deli? They have a chicken curry salad, and I'd
1: purchased some for dinner the night before, so bam, that was breakfast Well, only 33% said they would eat chicken curry for breakfast. Uh, I was thinking, here are some other things that I, you know, not routinely, but commonly I'll bring it for breakfast. Soup. Chef Boyardee ravioli. Yeah, I'd, I'd do either of those. Hot Pockets. Yeah. (laughs) They do make breakfast hot pockets. Yeah, I get those, but sometimes I also like to get the meatballs and mozzarella. (laughs) Those are good. The only problem is, man, you'll bite
3: into it, and you'll bite into one bite of mozzarella that's burning fire,
1: and then two bites later, you bite into a little piece of mozzarella that's frozen. Yeah, that's right. And, like, the ends could give you a, a second degree burn on your tongue yeah. and in the middle it's likely to still be kind of in a frozen state you would think in this day and age we can send a man to the moon but not really because we haven't done it in 50 years but maybe <laughs> we can still do it we would be able to cook a hot pocket no. yeah. uniformly all the way through, all the way through. Um, sushi? like leftover sushi? yeah I'd do it well, the thing with sushi is it doesn't last very long. So yeah. if you don't eat it the day after. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's not true. I've eaten sushi that's been in the fridge for like five days before. Yeah, we know. For yeah, sure. I don't. I believe it. We know you had some that was in there for like a week, too, and then Nico ate it. I noticed. Yeah. No, Nico would not eat it. Nico didn't eat it. Nico outed me for eating it. That's what the story was.
3: No, there was a story that Nico ate your sushi.
4: <laughs> yeah, like when he first moved in.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like after five days?
4: No, like you had just gotten the sushi and he ate it. And so you didn't get to eat it. You are upset. Mm -hmm. You don't remember that? That doesn't shock me.
3: Yeah, uh, it was um, January 3rd (laughs) of uh, 2018. What the hell? Nico ate Buzz's sushi.
1: They didn't put pizza on the list. And I think it's because that's like everybody loves pizza leftover pizza for breakfast. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of of a go-to anyway. I think so.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We got some entertainment news ahead. I saw a kind of amusing comment uh, about the story about the driver's license, which... Recap that for me. Starting in November... Your oh, driver's no. license is going to need... October
2: 1st, 2020. Oh, so, so we got a year. Yeah.
1: Your driver's license has to be one of them with a star on it. Correct. To get on a plane.
2: It's called a the Real ID Act. And you need to have that star on it if you're going to be taking even domestic flights. So even within the United States.
1: What? Mm-hmm. Like your driver's license isn't good enough? No.
2: Um, well, what's so enhanced
1: it, about it? If people just get it in the mail and it's already done, I mean. I think that's the point is that you have to
3: show up to get it because mm-hmm. you have to provide those other forms of identification.
1: What was it? like? A, you got you needed your birth certificate?
2: Either a birth certificate or a residency card. You need a social security number and you need a um, two bills. Like,
1: a, like, a, like an electric and a water. Oh, bill. Right, I was thinking. Like, well, I'm going to just give him a one dollar bill and another one dollar bill because. <laughs> so so Chris wrote, right after he did that story, he said, "When I got my new license and noticed the star, for a second, I thought it meant I was a good driver."
5: <laughs> <Aww>.
1: <laughs> you can't you can't imagine the disappointment I felt once I find out what, found out what it really meant. All right, lay it on me. Let's get to our entertainment news. Joanna, what do we have starting off with today?
4: Well, it looks like the Ukraine's leader isn't just trying to charm the president. He's now got his sights set on Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in the Ukraine on Monday looking at possible set locations for a new movie that he's working on. And in video excerpts that were released on Tuesday, they're walking around and the Ukrainian leader looks at him and says, you're good looking. <laughs> to which Tom Cruise replied, thanks, it pays the bills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know what movie that it respect. is. Like some people think it might be the next Mission Impossible.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's the new Mission Impossible called The Whistleblower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you sure well, that thought. Tom Cruise isn't going to play Hunter Biden in a movie? And that's mm. why he was there.
4: Hmm. Maybe. Do you
1: think Tom Cruise asked Uh, the Ukrainian president to dig up dirt on Leah Remini while he was there.
6: Oh,
4: (laughs) Oh, I'm all white. Leah Remini. (laughs) I forgot. Because she's like anti. Yeah, right. I got it. I got it. There's a picture of them together and Zelensky's just looking at him like, I love you. (laughs) Get you somebody who looks at you the way Zelensky looks at Tom Cruise.
5: There
1: you go. Did anybody see John Oliver <laughs> on Sunday? No, no. So I, I guess you'd probably, you probably, we might have heard that this Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, was an actor who played the role of the Ukrainian president, but he played like a guy that, you know, it was like a fish out of water type of thing. Anyway, it was a comedy, and he played the, and he got elected president, which is ridiculous. You know that a country would elect somebody just because they'd been on TV. Uh, before, but John Oliver showed a clip, like one bit that he had done uh, was him and another guy pretending to play the piano, like a piano duet with their penises, (laughs) like their pants (laughs) are down. And it was like, wow, that is just surreal that a guy who's now the president of a country did a routine where he played uh, piano with his penis, but We have a president of our country that likes to grab women by their vaginas. (laughs) Admits it on TV and still gets elected president. I know I shouldn't be surprised by anything anymore, right? (laughs) (laughs) I really shouldn't, but I am. All right, what else, Joanna?
4: Joaquin Castro says that he is available the next time Saturday Night Live needs somebody to play Julian Castro. This past weekend, they had a sketch of uh, a town hall. Is that what it was? You watched
3: him. Uh, I saw the intro to it. Yeah, it's like a town hall, but the whole point is the impeachment.
1: Yeah, it was a town hall of impeachment, and they had people like Woody Harrelson was Joe Biden. It was pretty hilarious. They had somebody play Beto, but much like the actual presidential race, they only spent a couple of minutes on Beto. <laughs> not, not long at all. Like, like Beto was very much off to the side. Mm-hmm. They had Maya Rudolph, who played Kamala, Kamala Harris. Harris. Um, Kate McKinnon is really great as Elizabeth Warren. They did not have a a Julian Castro, though.
4: No, and a a lot of people are upset thinking, uh, well, they're saying now... Larry David was
1: on there playing playing uh, Bernie.
4: A lot of people are saying if Saturday Night Live maybe has a Latino problem because they... Excluded Julian Castro from that sketch, so now Joaquin I, Castro is saying, "Hey, Saturday Night Live, I'm available next time you need someone to play Julian Castro. I get mistaken for that guy all the time
1: because they're twins. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: I feel like if they needed a Julian Castro, like mm-hmm. in a pinch, they would get Melissa via Senor to do it. Like she was the first. Oh Latina. yeah, she's pretty good. She's yeah, she's she really good. She has good, good
4: impressions.
1: I like I'm trying it. to think who else they had. So it was it was Cory Booker. They had a uh, one of the they newer guys. They do say that
4: uh, they Corey failed Booker. to include Klobuchar and yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh,
1: there was an Andrew Yang though, and that's the new cast member who is the first Asian uh-huh. cast member. So,
4: but no Castro.
1: All right. What else? <laughs>
2: uh, that's all I got.
1: What you? Meghan got? Markle.
2: Meghan Markle. Yeah, she is actually suing a British tabloid. Yeah. What?
4: Yeah.
1: Just, I don't remember, like, who brought these things up. I'm just reading them <laughs> was off was the board. Say.
5: Meghan Markle!
4: Buzz, are you okay today? You've, You've been, been asking off. a lot. Like yeah, things. you're asking a lot of questions today.
1: I think I'm okay.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to get different color markers, so it's blue is
4: Brandon. Oh, oh, well that's a that. great idea. He's not gonna remember the color. No, no. he's not. Make not. the
1: colors match up to the first letter of your name. So anything in blue is Brandon. Good J and L, huh? Yeah, anything like, in uh, Lavender is Lavender is Lisa. And anything in
2: Go ahead. God,
3: yeah, go jive Jive Green.
1: J- Joanna. <laughs> Jalapeno. <laughs> jalapeno. A... Yeah. Is that a color? Green. That'd be green. So green. Okay. Uh, so anyway, tell me about Meghan Markle.
2: Um, the only color I could find was Jazzberry jam for <laughs> Joanna's. Yes. Would yeah. Jasmine.
3: Jasmine be a color, but that'd be really close to lavender, wouldn't it?
2: I don't know. Jasmine wears blue and yeah. Hey, I think Aladdin. jasmine
1: is a bluish color.
2: I think it is like a periwinkle. This is blue. very flawed, <laughs> Buzz. Right. What color is jasmine?
1: She was brown in the
2: movie I saw. <laughs> it is a oh, the color jasmine is a pale tint of yellow. Huh. huh? Really? What? We were completely off. Yeah, I was thinking
4: like purplish for some reason, like a yeah. dark blue purple. And he's not going to remember the colors. That match.
2: Yellowish oh, yes. lower part of the pale yellowish white colored jasmine flower. Uh, you know what's going to happen as
4: we're, as we're
3: coming into the break, or as we're coming into the segment? It's going to be buzzing the talk back constantly
1: going. <laughs>
5: Got- He's just... No,
1: no, no. See? Oh, you can't hear me. Great. Oh, well, they can't hear you, I mean. Why are you I- I doing that? I see Buzz that?
4: over there just talking away.
1: Wait, are we on the air now? Yeah. Okay. Yes.
4: So for anybody who doesn't know what that is, I
3: have a talkback so I can talk to Buzz, but he can't tell the difference if I'm talking actually on the air. Okay. Is anybody on the air now? Is anybody talking
1: now?
2: How do you... But how do you not know that he's doing that? Because it almost sounds muffled in my ears. Uh, it sounds <laughs> so. Also, I know. It,
1: like everything sounds muffled in my ears.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in the
1: does. chat points out that jade is green, so jade could be for <laughs> Joanna. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. And okay. I am. I am telling you right now. That kind of thing, I would remember. Like I would look at blue would and you? go, "Yep." If I saw blue, blue, Brandon. I no. just need something no, mnemonic. No, because you like know what this. you would
3: end up doing. Is that you would turn around, and Joanna might have... Blue for Barba. Bl- yeah. oh, no, she might have... Blue yeah, <laughs> Or she'll have, like, a blue shirt on, and Buzz would be like, oh, well, she's wearing blue. No, nope. so I guarantee
1: blue. you, if you guys broke this down by call, if you color coordinated what everybody's going to talk about, I would 100% get it. During the okay. show,
4: he's just going to start yelling out, blue, you're up.
1: Blue! So then yeah. should Buzz just be, black?
4: Like his soul? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mine is just everything else. So yeah, just use black for me because I like my pins like
4: I was
2: gonna say, because he never comes up with ideas, is that why? Black <laughs> and
1: easy to erase. Uh, all right, so tell me about Meghan Markle. <laughs>
3: She's the queen
1: of Sussex. Lime, Lime. Duchess, Lime. Lisa Lime, but, but that would be also be a green.
2: I was gonna say, I'm like, I thought we'd decided lavender.
1: That- all right, Lilac. La- come on, lavender. Tell me what tell me about <laughs> Megan Markle. Well, God, Pr- this show is silly today.
2: Prince Harry, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> we li- we literally got here this morning. We'd started our morning show meeting and Buzz goes, Anybody speak up?
1: <laughs> I'm not really well, gonna be every- pulling my weight today. But
2: then and then we look
4: at him like, What you got?
1: But then when everybody would
3: speak up, he'd shut react. down the
4: ideas. You sit
3: there and and he's he like wasn't staring paying at his screen and then all of a sudden he'd go, Huh? What? That's what I do best. <laughs>
2: Uh. All right. All right. Blue you're Meghan up. Markle. Prince Harry released a statement announcing that he and his wife are going to be suing the Mail on Sunday over the publication of a private letter that the Duchess of Sussex sent to her strange father.
1: Wait, we should point out the Mail is one of the big tabloid. Uh, newspapers in England.
2: Right. They're not
1: suing their post office. They're suing <laughs> the newspaper demand.
2: While some journalistic quarters have accused the prince of being sanctimonious and playing the victim cards, others are defending the right of the Sussexes to protect their privacy. Uh, it's clear that public opinion has never really been on his wife's side. Uh, ever since their engagement... What? There's been a constant barrage of criticism in the British press and from much of the British public. There's been a lot of stories of feuds with uh, the Duchess of Cambridge and uh, reports of diva-like behavior in the run-up to the wedding. And uh, But it's the estrangement from her father, Thomas Markle, which has attracted a lot of the press attention over in Britain. And it's been the cause of a substantial criticism towards her.
1: Hmm, I wonder if they... Uh, If the press in England might uh, discriminate against Meghan Markle for some other reason.
2: She's American.
1: There you go. That's exactly what I was thinking of.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Culturally in the UK, they have kind of this family is family uh, feeling. So no matter how toxic the relationship is or how damaged your parent is, they still believe that you should stick by your relatives, whatever the cost. In a 2015 survey out of the University of Cambridge, 68% of UK respondents said there was social stigma around family estrangement and that they felt judged if they contradict expectations uh in British families after cutting off contact with a family member. Yeah, but they don't know her.
1: It, I mean I they don't like know they what do the though. they don't know what the relationship between They don't know her, her
2: life. Well, it just in their society it's just even if you have a problem with your parents, you're supposed to stick with them and still call them family, even if you have any issues.
5: That's not just in the mm. That's everywhere.
2: No, not in the U.S. Are you kidding me? You can cut people off left and right. Yeah. It's almost normal.
5: All right.
1: So uh, one thing that I do know, and it's from visiting there... They've got a real weird relationship with the royal family. Like yeah. they love cover, them, but they love to bring them they down. They love them, but they they're meaner to the British family yeah. than our paparazzi are to our stars. You know, you think that the that the the paparazzi yeah. or the entertainment press here is rough on celebrities. The UK press is rough on celebrities, but even more rough on the royal family. It's like, right. w- We love them. But also, we are going we to them. treat them like garbage. Because
2: it's almost like they're like, well, we expect higher morals of you because you're a royal. But we're also going to judge every lit yeah, single detail Yeah, that's right. We
1: expect higher morals. So how dare you be black, Megan?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's really sad. And especially the way that Harry said it, saying, you know, I've seen this media and the paparazzi take down my mother and she died right. and now I see them trying to do the same thing to my wife
1: they're being meaner to her than they were to me when I dressed up like a literal Nazi yeah <laughs> <laughs> is what he could have said
2: honestly that could have been it's like hey remember that one Halloween I dressed up as a Nazi but like you guys
1: seem to be pretty cool with that Brandon, yeah. t- tell me the story about the ride, I'd never heard this. Oh before. my god! Brian, right. I I'd never that. heard the story before.
3: So there was a ride that was in the works, and it ended. They ended up coming out that It was called Superstar Limo, and it was in Disney's California Adventure. It was in the works, and the. Goal or not the goal, but the story behind it was kind of like a roller coaster ride where you're gonna be a celebrity and you're running from the paparazzi that and was so the premise
1: of the ride. The premise
3: is all like at all these turns, the paparazzi shows up and it's just the car is speeding away. While they're getting ready for that ride, as they're preparing it or as they're as they're uh, designing it, Princess Diana dies because of a car crash yeah. running away from paparazzi. So all of a sudden Disney
1: Decides not to go with that as the storyline. We need
3: to change this thing a little bit. So what ended up happening was by the opening of California Adventure in 2001, they opened up Superstar Limo, but it was a slow-moving ride. You know, they call them dark rides. It's the ones that they have in, like, Fantasyland where it's for kids. It moves really slow. You're in, like, a dark room, and then it lights up a scene next to you. That's what this ended up being, except it was nothing but... Photographs, or not photographs, but um, weird-looking three D caricatures oh of God, a lot the, of ABC stars. Yeah, it was like Tim Allen, um, ah! Jackie Chan, Drew Carey, and this. And the ride was just awful. It, the, the, Did you ride it? Um, I, I think I do remember writing it. It only lasted for less than a year, though. It opened on February 8th of 2001, and they closed it January 11th of 2002. And it had to go through a whole bunch of reworkings because the whole premise of the ride was basically running from the paparazzi. And while they were designing it, Princess Diana died So they had to the turn paparazzi. it into a completely yeah, different ride. Yeah, so the rides.
2: ride was only four minutes long. And it didn't even last a year. It opened on February eighth, and it closed by January eleventh, two thousand
4: two. Yeah, there's a video of it on YouTube. They should have just was. gone
1: all in on it, and made him go through a tunnel and stuff. Do you ever watch? You know
4: what ride this is now?
3: This Mike is and the Sully's yeah. Rescue.
4: What? Oh my god! It's so the
1: Mike and Sully ride.
3: Oh, do you want to see something really weird? Have you? Do you ever watch Defunct Land on YouTube? No. no, they kind of they look at theme parks, and they, this is where you can learn a lot about this ride, and they tell a lot of the stories of failed attractions, failed potential theme parks, and stuff like that. And what's really weird we got is some of you those can, around here is what you can see <laughs> mm-hmm. in the actual Mike and Sully ride. They just repurposed the statuette that they used for Drew Carey, and so the the pose is the exact same thing except they put the monster's ink caricature over it
1: and they're all ide- like exactly the, posing exactly the same way so they just had to slam on the brakes kind of like uh, Diana's driver did but, uh as far as the project of
2: uh, this uh, is like a ru- crazy
1: paparazzi ride
2: yeah, this is really like a disturbed it's a small world just with like yep. celebrities
3: yeah and it was just it was considered absolutely awful. Uh, and then it, d- it didn't even last that entire year. so oh man. And it even shows how the front was there there is even one thing where there was the whole purpose of it was to kind of show you Hollywood and the Hollywood area and all the stuff around it. They should
1: have turned it into a horror ride and had all kinds of accidents involved uh, in it. you oh know it's God. like and they were going past James Dean.
2: <laughs> and here is Antonio Banderas and, and Melanie Griffin.
1: We yeah. just added, Griffin. added new we've got the uh, we've got the Paul Walker scene.
2: Oh, oh Far Too far, too far. Oh, yeah. well, no, no
3: longer everybody there Everybody's so now Mike politically me. correct Okay
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast
1: Thursday night football tonight Seattle Seahawks Host the LA Rams On Fox Is there Is there a baseball game tonight?
3: Yeah You've got the uh, start of both of the National League Divisional right. Series
1: Okay and did you decide which hockey team is no, going to get your support? Man, I thought you were going to decide wa- that yeah, by yesterday. I keep wavering. I haven't quite decided. Who's it down to?
3: Uh, well, it will be down to the to the ones that I've really been leaning toward. I mean, Capitals might be it just because of Ovechkin, Ovechkin. just because that guy is amazing. Um, but th- that's the thing is that if I follow them, I have a vested interest, which will kind of force me to watch hockey a little bit more, but one of the advantages I have in hockey is since I don't have a favorite team, I can watch any game and
1: still enjoy it. Question. Yes. Has anybody ever tried to do a fantasy hockey league? I've never heard of it. Yeah, there's fantasy. There's fantasy NASCAR. There, okay.
3: Oh yeah, fantasy golf. You know, If there's a way to track points, somebody's thought of it and somebody's gambling on it. Why? Oh, because you mentioned yesterday that if you have money riding on something, I'm way you, more into it. So, do you want to throw a little money down on uh, the Ooh. old NHL? <gasps> Ooh, here we go! No. Oh, come on! No, it would be like a simple bet, like five bucks. It doesn't even have to be a lot.
1: Well, I'm not. I'm not interested in watching NHL.
2: Whatever. Don't you also always like burritos or something from weeks ago?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't recall that. Mm, yeah, I'm sure you do I don't. agree.
3: Raise your hand if you think Buzzos us burritos.
0: That's three. Rock News with Lisa Sanchez. All right, let's get to
1: uh, today's Rock News. Good morning, Lisa.
2: Well, good morning. So remember Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp?
0: Yeah.
2: We have another one that's coming up. This one's going to be in Hollywood, California. It's going to give fans a chance to rock out with cheap trick while also celebrating the music of the Beatles. The latest camp is going to be from the 14th to the 17th of November. It's going to culminate with a special performance at the famed Whiskey A Go Go Club. Featuring the campers joining Cheap Trick and an orchestra to play the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album.
1: They're going to play the whole
2: album? Yeah. Uh, During the four-day event, attendees will get to jam with and or be mentored by several other well-known musicians, including Yes drummer and one-time John Lennon collaborator Alan White and two former members of Paul McCartney's old band Wings. Who, like Denny McClain or somebody? Lawrence Juber and yeah,
1: I've heard of Lawrence Juber before sure
2: and drummer Denny Sywell.
1: that was the other Denny <laughs> like we're not coming within within a country mile of an actual Beatle
2: yeah, uh, additional right. yeah, additional celebrity counselors at this camp will be ex-Dio and Black Sabbath drummer Vinia Pites, also former White Snake and Foreigner drummer. Uh, you have quite Quiet Riot's bassist. You have an ex Ted Nugent guitarist, uh, keyboardist from Prince's backing group, The Revolution. Uh, Who's the
1: most famous artist associated with it? Cheap Trick. So who, like Robin Zander and Rick Nielsen? Or It
2: says, yeah, the whole band. Uh, so.
1: Bunny Carlos is going to be there?
2: It just says the whole band. <laughs> okay. uh, so campers will purchase the recording package. We'll also have the opportunity to record a track with Eddie Kramer, the famed producer and engineer who worked with Jimi Hendrix, Led hey, Zeppelin, wanna, Kiss, wanna, Peter Frampton, and many others. You
1: want to go to Beatles Fantasy Camp? Yeah, who's going to be there? A bunch of bands that aren't the Beatles. Well, are you in? <laughs> How
3: much? You want to go see the Beatles?
2: There's also two other upcoming rock and roll fantasy camps that are happening in Hollywood. Uh, the January event is going to feature Ario Speedwagons, Kevin Cronin and Dave Amato, as well as John Oates from Notes. Oates. All right. February's installment will include Yes! singer John Anderson and Deep Purple members. Uh, if you're interested in attending those, go to rockcamp.com. Green Day fans. Yeah, yes.
1: It'd be like, hey, you want to go to a Rolling Stones fantasy camp? Oh, cool. Who's going to be there? Not Keith Richards. <laughs> the Thompson Twins?
2: <laughs> they like they actually got what? Keith Richards' guitar tech, and he's going to be in attendance, so uh-huh. he knows all about Keith.
1: And we got a guy who kind of looks like Bill Wyman, <laughs> but he doesn't play any instruments.
2: Green Day fans are already excited about the upcoming release of the band's new album, but they haven't forgotten about the classics. What song do you think was uh on YouTube getting a bump on September 30th?
1: Wake me up
2: <laughs> when September ends. 100 terrible. Yeah, 135% spike in views compared to the average for the video any other day of the year.
1: So if I'm, I had Billy Joel Armstrong's Billy Joel Armstrong's number mm-hmm. in my phone like if I... I would be very tempted to call him every first every September sept- October first oh, October first uh, and just go hey Billy
2: wake up how many people do you think actually do that
1: all of his friends I hope <laughs> I hope at least a dozen or so do or else, I
2: hope he turns his phone off <laughs> on October first waking me
1: up when September ends
2: <laughs> the song was originally written by Billy Joe Armstrong about his father's death on September sixteenth. Uh, father of all, the follow-up to 2016's Revolution Radio is going to be coming out on February 7th. Green Day will be hitting the road during the summer for the much-hyped Hella Mega Tour. It'll feature Fall Out Boy and Weezer. And finally, Five Finger Death Punch, they announced a 2020 European tour with Megadeth and Bad Wolves as support. Now, Megadeth rarely support spots uh, at this point in their career. But bassist David Elfson also explained Megadeth's decision to participate in this tour, saying that Five Finger Death Punch, they're hardworking and they deserve all the success they're getting. Uh, In an interview, Ellipson said, the Five Finger guys, they're good friends of ours. We've seen them come up the ranks behind us and they're doing great. They're very successful. They work super hard. Their success is every bit deserved for them. And I think that's cool. He continued on mentioning Megadeth's desire to tour across Europe without having to rely only on festival performances. They said that the band has been trying to look at ways to have a tour or headline or some sort of a package that'll get them more penetrated across Europe instead of only doing the festival circuit. And they said they think this is a good way. Obviously, it's going to be big halls and arenas. A lot of people will be there, but it's going to be a great celebration. He also talked about how optimistic he is about Dave Mustaine's throat cancer battle, adding that the tour gives the band something to look forward to. said, so quote, Dave is a fighter. He's going through recovery right now, and it's great. And with your rock news, I'm Lisa Sanchez. I
1: got a little follow-up on Gene Simmons' uh, health. Oh, good. You did this story yesterday. Gene Simmons uh, had about a bout ki- of kidney stones, which I've never had kidney stones, but my dad did and a bunch of like older relatives. and I- I've heard stories. I've of had kidneys- them.
3: Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I had him the day after my 34th birthday. <laughs> it's not a joke either. Did you have to get him out the old-fashioned way? Yeah, or? I didn't have health insurance at the time, so <laughs> I, just, I, spent, I spent like two days in my mom's basement just in absolute oh. gut-wrenching pain until they passed. My They're dad like, who is
2: that. the troll in the basement? Yeah,
3: she's like, what's all this groaning? <laughs> you know, I hear it's terrible. Came, she finally came down on like day two, and she's like, I haven't seen you in a day, what's wrong? And I'm curled up. In the recliner, and I'm like, I think I have kidney stones because my back hurt. Because that's one of the first signs. Oh, yeah?
1: Is it starts to hurt oh, in well, your back. He's got that. It says he underwent a procedure. I had heard there's a new procedure that they could do sometimes where they like zap the mm-hmm. kidney stones. Like, yeah.
5: they, even got, that, it, the it way, it way that they zap. Them up,
1: but you're still, you
3: still, I think you still have to pass them.
5: Yeah. But yeah, yeah, at but
1: least it breaks them into smaller chunks. Because, man, dude, my, I'll tell you. My understanding is the thing that zaps them has to go up
5: there, <laughs>
1: which doesn't sound like a treat okay. either. Um, well, Simmons, it's like you damned if you do you damned if you don't Gene Simmons uh, underwent the a procedure It doesn't say uh, exactly what the procedure is on the mend And his wife, Shannon Tweed Posted a picture updating Her husband's health And she captioned the post Gene is stealing socks from the hospital So here's the <laughs> picture There you go, there's the demon There's the uh-huh.
2: Adorable
1: <laughs> Uh I see what she's talking about. They're those yellow hospital sl- socks that have the like the squiggly rubber lines on the bottom uh, yeah, so you don't slip cool. and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, for how much a hospital stay costs, you bet you're sweet behind I'm taking those socks with me. Heck yeah. Uh, taking the toothbrush too. Says the photo drew,
1: drew plenty of comments with fans sending their well wishes and wishes for a speedy recovery. Gene. The Demon. Simmons is on the mend. They had to uh, interrupt a tour, but hopefully they'll be back out on the road soon for all the KISS fans.
5: Death, I hear you calling. We've been cheating you till now. Me and the boys are aging. Hell, we're practically in the ground. I sit down in the shower I do? Death, what can I do? I never thought you'd come for me And my clown makeup wearing blood spitting friends Thought my bladder would always work just fine Well, I guess it just depends I'll be pushing up flowers Just a year or two. I, I hope not. I mixed up the preparation H with the denture glue. Uh. Death. I'm ready for you.
3: So, Peter, Chris, what was more important for you guys, image or music? Image was extremely important,
0: as important as the music I think So, we were like four guys in drag. Gene's a big guy.
5: <laughs> he was like, oh, an old whore from some old warehouse. Gene Simmons is a legend! Gene has written such brilliant lyrics as, Plaster Caster, grab a hold of me faster, and you're such a jewel in the rough, you want to show me your stuff. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Bono. Death, I know you're coming, and I guess that'll be all right. Soon as we find a way to merchandise.
6: Oh, they
1: have, they've got the Kiss Caskets.
6: 15 yep. years
1: old, I couldn't even wipe my ass. <laughs> this uh, song Soon implies that they haven't figured out a way to merchandise death. They did that a long time ago. Soon, kiss kidney stone. He's going to sell them. Kiss kidney stone display jars. Nice.
0: It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast.
1: Here is Jim Paul who uh, called in. I think because we were talking about fantasy hockey and how I'd never heard of anybody in a fantasy hockey league before. Hi, Jim.
6: Yes, good morning. I love hockey.
1: I I enjoy it. I I didn't know that. I've I've known you a long time. I didn't know you were a hockey fan.
6: Oh, yeah. My my wife and I watch. She's great at watching, uh, like, the Stanley Cup. We'll watch it all month long. It's kind of like the NBA. I think they play, uh, the NBA plays, what, uh, maybe five five months so they can eliminate four teams and then they start their playoffs I think. are you that's
1: saying you going? and and your wife just watch the the postseason of these sports
6: well of the Stanley you know we watch hockey whenever we get a chance oh, but see. certainly when they get to the Stanley Cup postseason yes absolutely that is that's, that's amazing stuff who's Did your you, team who's your team Jim pardon
1: me who's, who's your, your team what team do you follow
6: well you know, I really like what happened in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a good story.
6: They gave them a franchise and then let them draft uh, second-round guys, you know, second-string guys and so forth. They put together a hell of a team, got to the Stanley Cup Championship, and that sounds... Las Vegas accepted that and just went crazy
1: let me tell you I was in Las Vegas leading up to that first season and everybody that, that whole town was electric when I, when I say whole hotel, whole town I mean Uber drivers I was to say the strip and basically Uber drivers and uh, blackjack dealers were very excited about
6: the wow. hockey team coming to Vegas well it's But the fantasy thing is, I was listening to you talk about the fantasy, uh, not you, but uh, Lisa, about the fantasy, uh, I guess, uh, camp with Cheap Trick. And that's a pretty good thing. I mean, we all heard of him. Yeah,
1: but it's not a Cheap Trick fantasy camp, Jim. It's a Beatles fantasy camp with Cheap Trick. Well, that sounds like a cheap trick to play on Beatles fans,
6: <laughs> <laughs> Solid. <laughs> but even you mentioned some of the people that Lisa, that, that Lisa mentioned, you know who they were and what band they were in, and drummer for this, and drummer for that. So I've come up with the idea that we are, I've got a group of guys and we're going to foot the bill. If you will get up and go out there and be part of that fantasy camp, and then, of course, please... Uh, you report each day how much fun you had because you can play an instrument and you can sing. I can, and you know a lot about music.
1: I can. So I can strum a guitar and I can make noises come out of my face hole. If that's what you mean, I can play and sing. That's true. Well,
6: I don't care which hole it is, (laughs) as long as you go out there. Isolate that. Yeah.
1: Do you even know how much it costs, Jim?
6: Well, I'm, Lisa's supposed to be able to, I guess, tell us, and she can call me and tell me what it is. but we It's have a pretty penny.
2: Send me instead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: is it 20 grand? Well, 10 grand? Oh, what wait it, a minute. Yeah, it, it could what be. Is. I think it's much more than you were expecting, Jeb.
6: Well, yeah.
1: yeah Lisa's looking know. it up. I think some of these things. $500,
2: are I know, is the deposit. <laughs>
6: okay. Well, that's okay. That's okay. 4500
2: is the early bird price.
5: Ah, well, <laughs> Jim, I get it, man. I get
2: it. I would Buzz isn't worth that.
6: <laughs> well, that's that's true. But if they teach him how to, I guess, sing or make noise out of both holes, I'm for it. Make, that is
2: the best. I make
1: <laughs> I make noise out of more than just two holes.
6: Jeez.
1: My word for it. All right. Thanks for the call, Jim.
6: No, no, wait. You're not letting you off the Oh mic. yeah. If you if, will you go or not? No, he won't. He
2: won't uh, even leave his house.
3: Yeah, He doesn't have the star on his uh, license. He wouldn't be able to fly.
1: <laughs> that's not until 2012. Oh. <laughs> um, when is it? Well, Probably not.
2: It's like November.
1: What, of this year? Yeah. Wow, that's coming up quick. No, it's a nice yeah. offer, Jim. I appreciate
6: it.
3: How about some fantasy hockey, Jim? You in? You want to play with me and Buzz?
6: Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I, I still have all my teeth. I hate to do that. No, no no, <laughs> no, no, no! Play hockey,
3: no, fantasy no, hockey. No, yeah, fantasy hockey. We're We're
1: like, like fantasy baseball.
6: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't. It, it. I love it though. Buzz, have you gone to a major league hockey game, say, in the last three years, just the last three years?
1: No, it's been like like 15 years or more since I went to go see a Stars
6: game. You, you you need to go. They have taken a lot of the stuff that we used to do at Dudley Field and, of course, changed it and modified it. And, I mean, I go when I go visit my sons in Denver, we go to a hockey game, try to give it two of them. It's nonstop. It's non-stop um, action, but it's non-stop energy from the time you actually walk in the door and it's non-stop till you leave. And, and they, what they do and how they do it is they got video and music of people coming in. You can wave to the cameras, you're coming in. I mean, it is upbeat, it's exciting and it's, uh, it's fun and you uh, nobody goes to sleep. That's, I've been to a few is.
1: Rhinos I've been to a few Rhinos games in recent okay. years.
6: They're fun. Yeah. They're fun, but if you as often as you go to Vegas, you owe it to yourself to go see how they how they produce hockey. It is amazing how they do it and then and then the game itself is, sells itself, but they get everybody involved. It's, it's it's fun. I'm kind of proud of them.
1: All right, thanks Jim for the call. Appreciate it. We'll see you, you soon. Okay? okay. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. I wonder how much Jim thought Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp was when he made that offer. He probably
2: (laughs) thought it was like (laughs) Like a a couple hundred hundred dollars.
1: A couple hundred bucks. Now I've had friends that have gone to like Yankees fantasy, you know, different fantasy camps Mm and sports, and depending on what you go and what package you get, some of those are like ten to twenty thousand dollars.
3: My my uncle did one. It's with the Red Sox. They do it during their spring training every year down in Fort Myers, Florida, and that was ten grand. But man, you get a full, your own Red Sox uniform, not just the jersey, the full uniform. They bring out Red Sox Hall of Famers. You're playing on the actual field. Like, I mean, it's if you're a diehard Red Sox fan, it's worth every single penny.
2: See, what was it when we had Jake the Snake in here, too? They had a wrestling fantasy camp. Oh, yeah. And he was saying he was like, yeah, if you pay us enough, there's a lot of stuff you can get.
1: What do they teach you how to tumble and how to take a? Fl- Did you get? Didn't take Jake, a bump. Didn't take a bump. Mm-hmm. I, Both I'm, kinds.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, if you want to be authentic wrestler. Yeah, he gave me the uh, the the slap. He gave you the slap across the chest. Yeah, he hit me the chest, and then when I leaned over, because you know, yeah, it's not it doesn't hurt per se, but it still startles the hell out of you. Then he smacked my back.
2: Yeah, look, it's Booker T's pro wrestling fantasy camp. How much? Uh, It's not telling me right now Because there's none uh, Booker
1: uh, T
3: They teach you how to do the spin a Yeah
2: it's a Booker (laughs) T and Road Warrior fantasy camp
1: Hey Steve
7: <laughs> that was a great segue. Transition, hey, baby. by the way, um, so we moved. Uh, we moved to El Paso in 1978, and the town we had lived in in Long Island before we moved here was it Amity? Was Massapequa Park? And if you were driving, um, you know, in Long Island, the town next to Massapequa was Amityville. So, yes. That's cool why story, bro. Um, it was neat, and I used to, and I, and I, and I used to ask my, uh, I asked my parents about the house, and because, the you know, Amityville house. Well, yeah, because that house, you know, was in the headlines in the New York papers in the seventies. Yeah. So it wasn't like that it was, was a... based cr- on a news story. You know that, yes.
1: that Amityville Horror is technically part of the Annabelle universe or the mm-hmm. Conjuring it's universe? The same,
7: it's the same
3: couple,
1: isn't it? Yeah, and- the same couple who were not actually ghost hunters. They were actually con artists, <laughs> let's face it. But the same ones, Ed and Lorraine Warren, were the mm-hmm. ones who concocted with the owner of the house. Like the owner of the house admitted years later, yeah, we sat around and just made it up. And you know we all made a lot of money off of it, so they did very well. For Amityville that. is part of that. Mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren Kenny, cinematic universe. Are they, yeah. are they still around? Ed passed away. Lorraine is either still alive or maybe she, she passed, just passed away, away earlier this year. Right, she passed away very recently. All right, so they're both gone. Okay.
7: Well, or are they? That's true.
1: Have you, have you tried to contact them via seance? keyboard no.
5: <laughs> funny mother <laughs> all
1: right steve let's talk about what's over on our partner station 600 ESPN tonight el paso Jab
7: After I am. Um, to
1: AM dial. That's right. In a world where a partner station plays
3: nothing but sports,
7: you'll be able to hear it as long as you don't park in a garage.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Download the
3: 600 ESPN mobile app now.
7: You guys are good. That is, that is riveting stuff. I All like right. it. I'll be My live today. Definition Sports. I'll be live at Speaking Rock on the Patio catch him live or dead (laughs) 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 where are you going to be Steve I'm at speaking rock on the patio today okay speaking rock's going to be having some very cool Dallas Cowboy uh, viewing parties and they're bringing in some former players again that's happening well, while people go to speaking right, this would be a great opportunity
1: for them to sign up for one of these trips to go to a Dallas Cowboys home game because that's one of our sign up locations.
7: So. It would be, and I book these trips. By the way, this you is do. so when the winner gets notified, my job is to book airfare and hotel. So, so you're a glorified travel agent, huh? I am. <laughs> I do all the, I do all the work, and my job is to keep it under budget. That's what they tell me: keep it under budget. So, yesterday I show up. And I was given. <laughs> you know, we try to make we pump this thing up about
1: no, we spare no expense. Well, we don't because VIP. usually
7: because even if we keep it under budget, it's usually about a thousand dollar trip. These are expensive oh, okay. trips because airfare is a fortune. I mean, if you button. get listen, he's like, here's your bus passes. <laughs> yeah, if you get a good deal on airfare, it's basically about seven hundred bucks for two people. Where do you get people. the hundred dollar spending cash from? Um, I don't know That's you know, Brad's wallet Brad, that, Brad's. I guarantee it's probably you, your gift certificate I guarantee you it's not Brad's wallet <laughs> that Did you get a Visa gift cash. card From yeah.
2: something that he's now giving to winners. Somebody's gonna show you up and get their hilarious. trip And it's
1: like $100 spending cash This is a $25 gift certificate to Ripe With Buzz's name on it Have you told Steve the story? <laughs> I don't guess I have Cappy Yes On Friday I go to lunch With your brother and Du
2: There's his first problem. There's the first two people he went to lunch with.
7: And, and we gonna, like listen to Steve sighing already. And we go to Ripe. You ever been to Ripe? I heard this. I I know this story. I know this story because when when they were deciding on where to go and Brad was going to choose the place, he told he told me you why. what he was cooking up. He told okay. me why he was going to Ripe. So we go to Ripe and Brad pays
1: for like offers to pay for it. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, thanks, Brad, for covering. Well, I'm playing golf with with JT, and Brad's not there. Yeah. And I mentioned to him, hey, I hear we won something in that tournament that we played in a a week ago. He goes, yeah, we all won gift certificates to Ripe. And right then it's like, bing, like a light bulb (laughs) over my head. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I bet Brad used our certificates to pay for Ripe. Well, I was wrong about that. He didn't use our certificates.
7: He used my certificate. He gave (laughs) his certificate to his wife. Are you serious? Yeah. That is a classic. Brad Dubow special <laughs> really is is that better than the dime story or worse no that's still the greatest of all the time the dime is still the greatest story Lisa's heard that right dime dime, <laughs> dime. <laughs> it's awesome I love that story alright my uh, best and my favorite um,
2: is that he was like no shame came in after the show Brad's like well you know like,
7: <laughs> oh he was proud of himself mm-hmm. yes sir, he was he came in Lisa was here he came in he was like
2: I was wondering if you were ever gonna catch
6: that <laughs>
7: He was trying to pull one on you. Can't do that. Mm. Hey, by the way, uh, Marcus Spears, former Dallas Cowboy, will be at the uh, will be at Speaking Rock this weekend for the uh, Cowboys and the Packers. The big viewing party. Who? Marcus Spears. He played for the Cowboys for uh, for years. Actually, was pretty dominant on the defensive side okay. of the ball. So you want to? Like what era was he? Uh, Marcus Spears was probably nineties. Okay. Maybe early 2000s. You want to meet Marcus Spears? He'll be uh, hanging out this weekend with the monster, Mondo Medina, who will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Should be a good game. The last time these two teams played in uh, Arlington, Aaron Jones had a monster game for the Packers. So we'll see if the former Utah minor is up to the task this weekend, and you can meet Marcus Spears. Tonight after uh, the uh, show, we'll be getting you ready for Thursday Night Football. Rams-
1: Seahawks
7: so how are these two teams so far this year the Rams C- just C- gave up 55 points to the Buccaneers yeah at at home they that doesn't happen they got a problem with their defense there or was what do that you just think a, yeah I would think so no their defense kicks ass <laughs> the uh, Buccaneers just happened to throw uh, and an, uh, 55 points on them so yeah defense and that's weird because last year the Rams were in the Super Bowl and their defense was a strength they've got Aaron Donald and it's hard to figure it's a head scratcher Seattle, meanwhile, you know, they're kind of, uh, they're another team. Tough to, tough to gauge with, uh, you know, they lost at home to New Orleans. They still have Russell Wilson. They've got a, a good football team. But, you know, I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining football game. Because the NFC West, you think about it. These two teams, and then you've got the San Francisco 49ers. You've got three quality teams in this division right now. Yeah. Right? 49ers undefeated. Pff, what a story that is.
1: Yeah.
3: Can I you bet- remember all the undefeated teams, Buzz? Undefeated. Undefeated team. Yep.
1: New England Patriots. One. Uh <laughs> Chiefs. KC Chiefs. Two. San Francisco 49ers.
3: Three. Go. Is that it? Yep. And can you remember the only other AFC team with
7: a winning record? I'll give Not you a hint. All. They just played New England. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah no, I'll, I know. I'll Buffalo. Give you, I'll, I'll Buffalo. Say, I'll, I'll
3: give you a hint. I told you this two
7: hours ago. Buffalo. Yes, Buffalo, 3-1. and one. Everybody else, 2-2 two and two or worse. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Here's the question, okay? After you get done with New England and Kansas City, who's the third and fourth best teams right now in the AFC? Do you really think the Buffalo Bills are the third best team in the AFC?
3: No, they've just had the advantage
7: of playing all the AFC East teams. That's right. So who is the third best team in the AFC right now? Cleveland Browns? Mm. No I don't think they. I, I don't think He can put them Up there yet Los Angeles Chargers No They've looked Pretty weak too that's what I'm telling you. The whole division, the whole conference, sucks. Got Minshew Mania, baby. Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's do this. Did you hear what they're doing, by the way? The, what the Jaguars are doing. Mm-mm. So they're selling tickets to uh, the next two um, home games. I think it's against the Saints and the Jets. And if you buy those two tickets, you get a free Gardner Minshew bandana and a mustache and an opportunity to photo take a photograph of yourself on the field looking like Gardner Minshew. I'm told They're calling that it Minshew Mania
1: That
3: picture
7: where he's dressed
1: like a 70s porn star? Yes. That was from college. Yeah, that he did, is,
7: yeah, he did that in Washington State. Does he still dress, you know, so outrageously as a pro? Absolutely. Oh, he does? Absolutely. Oh, he's rocking it, man. Oh, yeah. And you have to understand something, okay? Gardner Minshew was not a first or second round pick. He was a sixth round draft choice. Yeah. And he's been doing it since college, which means, you know... This guy, this guy just doesn't care. I like that. Yeah, but that. he was—he was also at Washington
3: State, where anybody who's played under Mike Leach is going to put up huge numbers. So I mean, there's been a lot of quarterbacks that came from Washington State that did not transition as far as play wise
7: goes to the NFL. Yeah, look at, um, we'll look at Ryan Leach. Uh, Ryan Ryan Leaf, Ryan Leif. Ryan Leaf was under Coach Mike Price. That's right.
3: But I'm talking like more recently with all the Mike Leach guys, like those guys that are there at Washington State, he's, for some, he can take almost anybody. He doesn't get big recruits in Pullman. He gets a lot of quarterbacks to put up big numbers there. But then when they get transitioned to the NFL, it just doesn't happen.
1: Mm. It's true. Before we uh, transition over to baseball, minor football on Saturday. It's homecoming. They're uh, against San
7: Antonio. Miners are favored over the road. One and, and a half point right. favorites. Okay, good. I like UTEP to win their second game of the season on Saturday. UTSA is also one in three like UTEP. They've also lost their last three games like UTEP. But unlike the Miners, they've gotten destroyed in some of their games. Now, they played Baylor and got jackhammered. They played North Texas and got beat badly. Um I think they were close with Army. But, I mean, this is a very... Winnable. This is this is the kind of game. Now you look at the schedule; these are the opponents Would that you favor call this UTEP. game pivotal for the miners as far as attendance
1: goes. Like this is a game where people are going to decide. Okay, I am definitely in, on board
7: uh, going to the minor seat, or you don't see it as that. Okay, it's homecoming. All right, there should be thirty thousand at the Sun Bowl. There won't be because the miners haven't won since the first week of the season. So if UTEP in front of whoever's there on Saturday, and hopefully they get a nice crowd. I mean, I'm telling you, they 20, should have 20,000? That's being generous. They'll probably get somewhere between 10 and 15.
1: Okay. They should get yeah, but more. But they'll than announce it at twenty, twenty-five, right?
7: No, they won't. Okay. They're very honest. They don't, they don't <laughs> fudge. So if they beat well, UTSA. They used to, because they used to
1: announce how many people were there, and I could do a head count. It would only take like 20 minutes for me to count everybody in the
7: stands. I know. it. So if they beat UTSA, and then next week they play FIU, they're also one and three and winless in the conference. They beat FIU. They're three and three. They're 500. All right. And then they come back home with an opportunity to draw a nice crowd. You guys covering baseball on uh, 600 ESPN? Well, how would you define mean, Listen, we have so much on the radio that there's only a limited number of games we can air during the postseason. We had Tuesday's game, which is the, the, the great Milwaukee-Washington uh, game. Yeah. You saw, you heard about the eighth inning, right? I, I re-watched the whole thing. No, you not didn't. the whole game I watched. You probably watched it in 30 seconds. I watched the inning. Yeah, I watched highlights. That's what I figured. So we aired Tuesday's game, but last night we had the UTEP football coaches show. Tonight we have Thursday night football. Tomorrow we have football Friday night, our high school football show. UTEP on Saturday, NFL on Sunday. Makes it tough to air a bunch of playoff baseball games. So like right now, if we have a Tuesday open, a Tuesday slot, we can put baseball on the radio. Oh, okay. So, But look, last night... Well, I just night, didn't know what you had the rights to. Regular, we have the rights to putting the to games all on. all the postseason games? Yeah, we just have to have the, the availability. That's the hard part, is our station is booked solid right now with NFL, UTEP, and, and high school. It makes it tough. But, that being said, tonight things get interesting in the National League. Dodgers, Nationals. This could be a good series. I am i don't want to say I'm worried if you're a Dodger fan, but the Nationals have three really good pitchers. And in the playoffs, good pitching wins. So, the Dodgers do too. They've got uh, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw. What, are you bored? No. You playing no, with yourself? What, no, what do you I'm do not with playing you? with myself. Jeez. I'm trying to is? get... I can just tell as I'm as I'm rattling off the pitchers, you look completely like just interested. over it. Oh, like yeah. he just could give a crap <laughs> yeah, about like, anything I'm talking about. <laughs>
3: he goes, "What are
1: you playing with yourself?" Over
7: <laughs> That's what it looked like. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> messing with my headphones. I'm clip. sure you were. Okay. Anyway, the Dodgers have good pitching, but so do the uh, Nationals. What kind of year is Oral
1: Hershiser having this oh,
3: year? Oh, he's been he,
7: he has been terrific. He's been really hoping
1: for a
3: late inning home run from Curt Gibson.
7: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's been a good and, and Steve Sachs is going to be on base for that one too. So so that's perfect.
3: And hopefully that they're going to have Dennis Eckersley on the mound.
7: <sighs> How about college football? Are there any good matchups where like we're I mean, I'm just are playing I'm, I'm just other? getting ready for Texas OU in about a week. That's going to be the big oh, one. Oh, are we
3: going to do a bet this year?
7: No. Come on! Now nah, the diploma the diploma went up in flames. I'm I'm finished, see, betting. See,
3: Buzz won't won't bet me on the NHL season cuz look, look, here's my Buzz doesn't see. know anything about care. hockey. I don't, I don't can... care.
1: I'm not going to watch it. What Kerry
3: doesn't care either. But it's look, see this is <laughs> This is where my dilemma comes in, okay? Every year I tell myself I want to watch the NHL, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I don't. And so I figure if I pick a team, that'll give me a vested interest in the NHL. So should I pick a team? Well, if that's gonna get you interested, sure. But then the problem is one of the advantages I have in the NHL is when I do watch it, I don't since I don't have a vested interest, I can watch any game stress free. You know, like there's no vested interest in anything. It's just I'm, I'm
7: enjoying the game. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I do. So. I do. Look, I root for the Rangers. All right. And uh, they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1994. But that being said, they're young. They're rebuilding. They've got a nice, uh, you know, a nice future prospect named Kako. And I'm excited about that. So it's going to be a good uh, going to be a good uh, season to watch the development of, of a young uh, hockey team. So that's for me. That's what I'm going to be doing. Plus, you got NHL television. That's great to watch. They, they they do it all. You get everything you want. I'm
3: thinking about leaning towards the Capitals, though.
0: It's yours, boys and girls and babes. Let's go.
1: That dude sounds hilarious. <laughs> what is that? That's, that's Ovechkin. Ovechkin. That was oh, yeah. right
3: after they won the Stanley Cup. We're not right.
0: going to be f- sucked sunk this year. <laughs>
5: What's up, buds?
1: I got a question uh, for you. Maybe you can settle this. They're saying that this year is the 100th anniversary of pro football. Mm-hmm.
7: Pro football 100. I've it's, got not the NFL's, it's not the NFL's uh, 100th anniversary. It's like pro football's anniversary. Because the NFL wasn't around in 1919. Not the NFL, the way I've, it is now. Okay, I, I've got a thing here that says that it was October 3rd, 1920
1: that the first professional football game was played. Really? Yeah. So how Brandon was saying, well, that that adds up, because but I don't this follow is the, the math. It's the hundredth
3: season this year. Season one occurred in nineteen twenty. Yeah, there you which go. means that season two occurred in nineteen twenty-one.
5: Mm-hmm. So yeah. So 19- this
3: means this is the
7: 99th season. No, the hundredth season. It'd be the hundredth season. That like let's put it this way: I started at this radio station in nineteen ninety-five. This year is my twenty-fifth year on air. Not his twenty-fourth. His twenty-fifth. Right, that's correct. So
1: both of these statements are correct. Yeah, they're celebrating a hundred years of <laughs> no. pro football. No,
3: a random radio DJ in El Paso just busted the NFL, one of the largest industries in the United I States. I'm calling wrong.
7: shenanigans on Roger Goodell. You should, uh, you should, you know, let him know about Write this. Write him a letter,
1: dude. And you're saying for sure that October third, 1920, was the first pro game played.
3: I mean it was it wasn't That's not 100 like NFL. years ago that's 99 years ago guys do the math It's not the 99th it's not the 100th year it's the
7: 100th season Hey by the way there's a mm-hmm. couple of other things I want to mention since we're almost gonna at a break here, do I have time? to have to wait till we come back. Let's yeah, go wait till we come back. All right, that's. Fine. And now, great
3: moments in history. October third, nineteen twenty, the American Pro Football Association, prior to becoming the NFL, plays its first game.
1: Great Gatsby, what a day for a game,
5: <laughs> no doubt, and a swell day for a new thing I call the
3: tailgate party the... right here in the back of my Model T. Oh, what you got at your tailgate party here? Well,
0: I believe I have all the basics: canned meat, a huge jar of pickles. <laughs> And a butter potty Wow, that looks like the bee's knees. And what's this contraption?
3: A two-quart moonshine funnel bomb. The liquid moxie will help with the parking lot brawls later. Just as sure as ten dimes makes a dollar.
0: This has been Great Moments in History. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast.
1: We've just got a few minutes uh, left to wrap up the show. Steve had a couple others like historical sports notes that he wanted to mention. Thank you. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Oh. I've okay. got the weather first. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: It's Rain gonna today,
1: we're going to... What? I was going to say, it's going to be hot, like it's, every day in El Paso. It's not. It's, it's going to be 82. It's not so bad,
5: actually. <laughs> hey, I
1: like that. Good. But scattered thunderstorms likely today. We've got 60%, 70% chance of afternoon and evening uh, scattered thunderstorms and overnight. 82 for the high temperature. Tomorrow is going to remain cool. We're also going to keep a chance of rain at about 15 to 30% in the Friday forecast. 81 for the high temperature. Looks like uh, the rain will move out of the forecast Saturday, Sunday, mostly sunny. Uh, 84 for the high on Saturday, 84 on Sunday. So rain definitely today, probably tomorrow, and it looks like it's going to clear up for Saturday and Sunday, so that's going to work out pretty good. El Paso weather is brought to you by HEB. Steve says we're El Paso's definitely not getting HEB.
7: Originally, I thought it was happening, and then HEB has gone on the record to say, no, they are not coming here. And there was rumors that they had purchased three supermarkets months ago, and we're going to convert them, but that hasn't happened. Well, we've been doing this live Sponsorship for HEB, but all they promote is favor. I know. Well, they own favor. That's why they promote it. They own it. Here's what probably happened favor
1: bought a sponsorship, the paperwork came in with HEB on it and since everybody half-asses their job around here they just wrote it in as HEB.
7: Let me repeat what I said since uh-huh. it went right through your ear and out the other ear. HEB owns Favor. So if HEB I'm bought the Not sp- contradicting anything you're saying. Yes you are because if HEB bought the sponsorship for Favor the company they own it would still show up as HEB because they're the owners of it. Does that make sense? No. My god. Jeez. <laughs> oh, no, why, does,
3: why
1: don't I say weather brought to you by favor?
3: See, that's, that's what Buzz is saying. See, he's not contradicting what you're saying, Steve. Yeah. He's just saying that... You need to when the pump people, the brakes a little bit there, Cash. Yeah, it saddens It saddens me that I'm aligning with Buzz on this one. <laughs> but he, what he's saying is that, yes, H-E-B owns favor, but why wouldn't it be weather today brought to, brought to you, by you by favor? favor? And We've had the whole on, city in a tizzy because they're here in this sponsorship. Yeah. Must mean H-E-B's coming. And since everybody half-asses their jobs, <laughs> since H-E-B was technically paying for it, yeah. nobody switched the paperwork to say, oh, by the way, it's brought to you by favor. Well,
7: the person that would switch the paperwork would be H-E-B. So if H-E-B sent the paperwork no, in... No, what we're
3: guessing is that they did, but somebody no. here in
7: this building no. just like, eh, I don't feel like touching it. No, 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 no. I can tell you for a fact that's not the case because the individual in charge of that was one of my superiors, and there's no way that they would uh, make that mistake. Let me tell you. Here, here's what so I mean. They're,
1: like, they're, AT&T you know. owns HBO, for instance. If we ran an HBO sponsorship that talks all about their shows coming up, I wouldn't say, uh, this sponsorship brought to you by AT&T, except I probably would here
7: because (laughs) (laughs) half-ass. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. H-E-B wants their name in this town, so people will start to speculate, like you, whether or not they're coming. Maybe that's the idea. They're using favor to drive it, but they're hearing the name H-E-B in the market, so everybody now is starting to buzz, (laughs) pardon the pun. So are you saying there's going to be an H-E-B? Well, you're talking about it, aren't you? So I guess mission accomplished. They got exactly (laughs) what they wanted out of this sponsorship. The first time we did it, hold on, the first time
1: we did this. Yeah, I also talk a lot about a zombie apocalypse. It doesn't mean it's going to happen just because I'm talking about it. No, but remember, the first time we did this,
3: and I played that, I'm like, okay, somebody mislabeled that, because it's obviously it was a spot for favorite, and it's before we had to explain to us that, hey, H-E-B owns favorite. We went on like 20 to 30 minutes on H-E-B potentially coming to El Paso. They got so much advertising. At this point,
7: if they don't show up to El Paso, I want them to write yeah. me a check. We're going to have a coup. I think they're just coming into Lubbock right now. They're starting to move we're Lubbock? Not Lubbock. We're yeah. not
1: Lubbock. I don't. They go, care.
7: They're going into Lubbock. H-E-B. Lubbock
1: gets an H E B.
7: Yes, H E B is now Lubbock going sucks into Lubbock. compared to us. Well, I'm just giving you. I'm, I'm giving you the facts. We got way more people than Lubbock. <laughs> I actually, Lubbock. I like Lubbock, but we're we're more of a city than Lubbock is. I'm still holding out. Hope we get a Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's would be nice, too. I'm a big, yoder, I y- am y- a big Trader Joe's. Just
3: Joseph. sriracha bacon jerky? Oh, man.
1: I you thought know, like, we were for sure getting a, a Cheesecake Factory over there by the Rimcon Movie Theater, and mm-hmm. then they finally put the sign up. It's a friggin' kid's dentist office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so mad. It's got
7: a carousel in it, too, man. <laughs> I heard the rumor is that the Cheesecake Factory comes, they come in the Sierra Vista area. I've been hearing about Cheesecake Factory for over 20 years. So I'm just assuming at this point we we'll never you know get what? a
1: cheesecake factory. Well,
7: you got to realize something. We also said we'd never get a PF Chang's, and that happened. You said you never Dave get a Busters. Ruth's Chris, that happened. Dave and Dave Buster's there. You know what we should There's...
3: do next year for uh, April Fool's Day? Just rename the show Cheesecake Factory, so then you can say that finally Cheesecake Factory, Cheesecake Factory is
1: coming. Uh, Steve wanted to point out a few more dates in history. The anniversary of the 1919 World
7: Series scandal. Oh, yeah. Black Sox. Black Sox. Judge Landis celebrated 100 years a couple days ago. That was the series, of course, where the uh, eight members of the uh, Chicago White Sox threw the 1919 series to good the movie, Cincinnati the Reds. Eight men out is the movie, and then also, you know, the guy who fixed it was a mobster named Arnold Rothstein, and he's a big character in Boardwalk Empire, which yep. was a good show on HBO. Well, he was one of the ago. great one of the great mobsters of that time. Absolutely, mm-hmm. also. Happy 68th anniversary today to this moment in baseball history. The shot heard around the world. That's right. Bobby Thompson connected off of Ralph Branca. Giants beat the Dodgers, went on to the World Series, lost to the Yankees that year. One of the most famous home runs in baseball history. See
1: how excited those fans are? Look at that. You know why they look that excited? Why? Because that's the only exciting thing that happened. They didn't have TV, they didn't have the internet, they didn't have phones. NFL wasn't really a thing.
3: Yeah. That's the only thing to get excited about. When
7: baseball truly was the national pastime. Oh, how bored we must have been. All right. Thanks, Steve,
1: for dropping by. All right, guys. Have a great Thursday. So long.
0: Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident.
5: Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.